Tidings of comfort and joy indeed as we kick off episode 113 of the Brian Oak Show podcast. Hi, my name is Brian Oak along with Sean Bernard. And I have to admit, I love, I'm excited about today's episode because I love Christmas music or as I've come to call it, holiday music because I am an active warrior in the war on Christmas. It's been so fun fighting Christmas these last few years. I cannot Uh, wait to diminish its value. Go ahead. I want to say something. Why can't you? See, I don't Somebody that we both know posted a happy holidays and made a big thing about it on social media. And here's my thing. I grew up with five Jewish kids. I said happy Hanukkah to them. Yeah. They said Merry Christmas to me. Okay, cool. And that's my thing. I think, you know, nobody intentionally says Merry Christmas to somebody that, and if you do, you're a dick. Right. Right. But, and also, so, if you say happy holidays to someone because you know it's going to piss them off, which is kind of what I was flirting with right there, you're also kind of a dick. But I accepted that about myself a long time ago only because I knew in my heart of hearts I didn't believe it. I love holiday music. I love Christmas music. I don't really know much Hanukkah or Kwanzaa music. And there are no, pagan music I'm almost entirely ignorant of, except for some Viking metal that I listened to years ago. There's Oh, sure. The Viking metal. Are you phase not, of your life. Are you not familiar with Viking metal? <laughs> Why would I be? Because it exists, Sean. Because Vikings... That's oh, you. I almost said something genuine. Okay, anyway, I was trying to make a positive. I was really trying to start on All a right. positive note All right. in that it is the holiday season, and the Smart Start MN studio where we broadcast from here, where we record, is located in beautiful South Minneapolis, right here at 48th in Chicago, just a little bit south of that, but that only puts us like a block and a half north of the parkway, and here we are, uh, two weeks out from Christmas, and... And on the way over here, it's a gorgeous sunny day where I've got my windows cracked and there are people riding their bicycles, riding their hoverboards. It was very, very odd. It it just, I like to try to get into the spirit and I'm not like dour this year, given everything that's gone on. Just having a regular day feels like Christmas every damn day. But I, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to a deluge of snow. I'm looking forward to the tinkling of jingle bells. I really am. I, I want to feel, I want it to feel like Christmas. I like Christmas. The day of Christmas Eve, that's when I want it to snow. And then you want it to melt. And then two I want days it to later. melt two days later. I'm so over winter and Minnesota. I'm loving it that 14 weeks from now is St. Pat- Patrick's Day. And it's 47 degrees out today. You're not much of a jolly old elf, are you? I, I love Christmas. I love it. I think it's fantastic. A I think tiny it's tiny reindeer. Yeah, it's a weird holiday nowadays. What do you mean it's weird? It's weird. It's Christmas, and a lot of people are that they celebrate it, and it's a weird thing because they don't. It's Christmas supposed to be Christmas. Wow. <laughs> Not really even sure what you're saying right now. So let me pivot and ask you a separate question. Oh, you're pivoting now, Before, I, dude. <laughs> Trust me, although it's been a minute since I've sat in a boardroom and had to listen to some nightmare of an individual give me a PowerPoint and use words like pivot. I'm very much pivoting right now. Percentage basis. I'm a big numbers guy. You know me. Love number yeah, crunching. Of course. On a numbers basis, a strict percentage basis, how much of your holiday shopping are you done with now? So let me do the quick math on this uh-huh. i am zero percent done have you literally not bought a gift yet no i don't ever buy them early i do know what i'm going to get for people so i do, do have you? that done because i i don't even have that now i have bought two gifts so far but i did it weeks ago and i was so pleased with myself i was so self-congratulatory that i'm like <laughs> i'm virtually done and then all of a sudden i realized that today we're recording this on the 10th of december i literally have two weeks and so even if i'm going to do online stuff that's no guarantee that it's going to be there in time to make holiday dreams come true. I um, are you thinking this is the new you? Do you ever say that to yourself when you're shot? Like this is the new me? No, I've been the old the me new for so third long. Third person, Brian. Yeah, nope. I only because I knew that you know, and I still, even though I'm admonishing myself in hopes of somehow shaming myself yeah. publicly to go get it done tonight uh, on at least the online portion i know that i will drag my feet for another week and then i will pay 17.95 for express overnight delivery for some shit t-shirt for my daughter that she'll wear once and then forget that she owns and it'll disappear into the pile ah but she'll think of her dad years from now when she pulls out that shirt and you know, says that was not really my jam but i'm <laughs> Cool that dad. Cool that dad got that for me. I figured my dad would have realized by the time I was twenty two that I wasn't into Viking the, metal, the Goo Goo Dolls. Oh shoot! Oh, oh I see. I ideas, shouldn't have even. Ideas. I shouldn't have even done it. No, nope, grabbing my pen. 
if I got so there's a band called <laughs> Tear T Y R. Uh, okay. There's a band called Tear that is sort of the premier Viking metal band. <laughs> oh sure. <laughs> Viking, hold on, I got a little page of ideas. I'm sorry, I have to do this right now. On-air production meeting. Okay, Seinfeld. Uh, oh, that's good. Thank you. If I buy her like an epic black shirt with like a huge Viking longship coming up out of a oh, massive yeah. wave. Yeah, for written sure. in that old school sort of rune. Yes. I like it. Merry Christmas, I like it. everybody. I our like her seeing today, that eight years later. Our- <laughs> All right, let's go. We got to get to Jeff here. We soon. do. Our guest today is a gentleman by the name of uh, Jeff Olson, who is a longtime Twin Cities media personality, but also a former colleague of both myself and Sean. And we both agreed, even when he wasn't in the room, that he might be one of the most decent people living and drawing oxygen on planet Earth right now. And I'm very excited to talk to him. He also works at Cool and Await, which, if you haven't heard, it is Christmas wall to wall, baby. You can hear those fourteen songs over and love over it. and I over love it, and over again. Here's the thing. I wasn't joking earlier when I said I love Christmas music. I freaking love Christmas music. And we've got a bunch of it still to come. Now, this is my choice, but I'm going to let Jeff do all the music picking the rest of the way through. This one, I'm playing a little local music, if you will. A Minnesota band that, uh, well, band is strong. A Minnesota vocal group that I I love so much. And I'm, I, it's not ironic. And to me, like, when the holidays come around, that's why I want snow on the ground. That's why I want the tinsel on the tree. That's why I want to, even though these days it's non-alcoholic, have some nog in my hand and sit there quietly with just the Christmas lights on. I do love this time of year. And it's not just nostalgia. I enjoy the whole vibe that it engenders. And maybe... I don't know. I'm not even going to try to get into why that is, but I do love it. And I've learned to accept that. And this is one of my favorite groups, uh, musicians, to be part of that particular mix. Minnesota's own Andrew Sisters. My only regret about the Andrew Sisters is they came up along with Bing Crosby, almost like a sidekick. And Bing was so massive when they started to hit as well that he kind of clomped all over their career. It's hard to find many of their songs that don't have Bing Crosby going... When you said hit as well, are you referring to the fact that he hit his children? Look, man, all I know is David Bowie killed him, okay? Yes, he did. So I, you're making it so dark, man. This is supposed to be a Christmas I'm episode. I'm Irish. That's what we do. It's yeah. called... Dark humor, black good call, humor. Good call. Gallows humor. Gallows so we humor, We Irish yes. folks love. Anyway, my point is, I see, I'm saying actually something negative about Bing. He clomped on the Andrews sisters so much. Yeah. And they were so wildly talented throughout the course of their career. Anyway, this is one of my all-time favorites for the holiday season by the Andrews sisters. I'd like to hitch a ride with Santa Claus here on The Brian Oak Show. Last night it started to snow He brought out a sleigh and was all set to play But the gang didn't say hello So I made friends with the poor little tyke And he said to me Do you know what I'd like? I'd like to hitch a ride with Santa Claus Wouldn't that be something to see? I'd like to hitch a ride with Santa Claus Dodging the clouds, waving at crowds I'd crack the whip and keep a watch for weather vanes I'd help him with his bag and check each Christmas tag Or maybe I could handle the rain I'd like to hitch a ride with Santa Claus Wouldn't they be jealous of me? You couldn't say I ran away Because after we roam He'll drive me home And when they see me Christmas morning What'll they say with a look of delight? There goes the boy that rode with Santa Claus Last night
watch for weather vanes. I'd help him with his bag and check each Christmas tag, or maybe I could handle the reins. I'd like to hitch a ride with Santa Claus. Wouldn't they be jealous of me? You couldn't say I ran away because after we roam, he'll drive me home. And when they see me Christmas morning, what'll they say with a look of delight? There goes the boy that rode with Santa Claus last night. There goes the boy that hitched a ride with Santa Claus last night. Laverne, Maxine, and Patricia, all from Mound, Minnesota, and then on to international stardom, and currently residing in the where they now file the swing and boogie woogie of Andrew's sisters right there. I'd like to hitch a ride with Santa Claus. As we start to get into the holiday spirit, I know not everybody loves that, and do I want to hear that song every damn day? Absolutely not. But do I want to hear it during this time of year? Absolutely I do. I look forward to I had literally have an old... Oh, God, I'm going to sound like I'm about 150 years old. <laughs> I have an old, uh, there used to be these big valises, these big cases that door-to-door salesmen would take around their, oh, yeah. their, their sample cases. Oh, yeah. And they're the perfect size for CDs. They're the perfect width. And I've got one that is nothing but my very favorite holiday CDs stacked all the way through. That's pretty cool, actually. What a I, great thing to have. I just it's, it's my archive, like when I'm like, all right, guess what? It's about to get festive up in here, bitches. <laughs> wow. That's what I grabbed. Anyway, before we talk to today's guest, one Jeff Olson, I do want to mention our good friends over at Smart Start MN. They are the primary sponsor. In fact, they are the naming rights sponsor of our studio here in South Minneapolis on 48th and Chicago. Smart Start MN. The gentlemen over there are the originators, the founders, the architects of Minnesota's original ignition interlock system, which means, let's say you have an unfortunate lapse in judgment or someone you love someone you know a friend a co-worker somebody and you drink and drive and you get snapped hopefully no one was hurt and hopefully you are okay but then you are going to have to put the pieces back together you are going to have to get back on the road and nobody can help you get there better or more quickly than smart start mn do you remember the descent of the radio holiday parties like how how it w- they were really fun for a while, yeah, and then people would get into trouble and win the lampshade award, and then eventually, oh yeah, they just got to the point where like, okay, we're no longer gonna pay for the drinks tonight, <laughs> yeah, but everybody gets one drink ticket. <laughs> there uh, there used to be a place called the last great one I was at. There was a place called Jillian's. At oh the yeah, Mall I was there. Oh yeah, I was there. Yeah, and uh, we, uh, it's possible that all three of us were. I there. think we were. <laughs> I think we were. Really, yeah, and we were bowling, and there's like neon lights <laughs> yep. going off, and. Everyone, all the way up to the kingpin, who's, who shall yes. remain nameless. Yes. Um, I mean, the drinks wouldn't stop flowing. And luckily, I live just a few minutes away. Even I'm like, you know what? I live less than five minutes away. I'm going to leave my car in the ramp, and I'm going to take a cab. It's weird, because when you're on that little the weird zone where you're like, I can totally drive right now. Yeah. I would have just driven. When I'm hammered enough to know that I better not be driving, but somehow still smart enough to call a cab, that was that night for me. But I do remember to answer your question, yes. Kind so of. if you or someone you know gets a DUI, call Smart Start uh, MN, or you can go to smartstartmn.com slash the Brian Oak Show for 20% off the installation of the ignition interlock system. Today's guest is... I don't know. I mean, both Sean and I have spent on and off more than a quarter century in radio, and so is he. But he's also a star of television and a really good person. And, uh, you know, our paths have intersected many times over the years. And I'm just a huge fan. He's been in the Twin Cities radio market for, good God, 25 years. Is that weird to hear? Yeah. Yeah. Star. Also weird to hear. (laughs) (laughs) You cracked the mic for the first time back at Bob 100. You moved to Cool 108 in 2003. You're still on Cool 108. You're, hey, good morning this morning. You're the morning guy. (laughs) I'm the survivor. Yeah, well, exactly. In this day and age of radio where that doesn't happen too much, every weekday, 6 to 9, you can hear him. Also, a Saturday shift on, what does this say? Cities 97? Fuck that place. Oh, Uh, I'm just kidding. Come on. It's a 
You know that I I worked there for 15 years. I loved that place. I bled. I gave them the best years of my life. It was fun. But then I also walked out the door. Uh, Besides radio, our guest today, Jeff Olson, has also been in front of the TV camera as a news anchor in Alexandria and Rochester, and most recently at CARE 11 in the Twin Cities, where he's delivered weather forecasts from the famous CARE 11 backyard. Oh, my God. So you've had to work under the tyranny of Belinda Jensen? (laughs) I survived that. Oh, oh my God. It's unbelievable. Uh, Uh, You've also worked as a health news reporter for Mayo Clinic. I know that I don't really understand what that means. Like, I know Mayo Clinic is a massive, massive organization, but they're so massive that they have their own sort of, like, news and press department? Right, right. They, we interview the doctors and the nurses and, and anyone on staff, and we get that information out. We just put it out there. Are you still doing that now? Um, I'm furlough from okay, that. Okay, I understood. Uh, yeah. Well, I just, I wonder, because I feel like of all the eras there were to get important health information out to the public at large, they might have need for more rather than fewer people on that. You and your lovely wife have four kids. The oldest lives in Chicago. The others are trying to go to school, but going to <laughs> yeah. school sucks right now. Yeah. Um, so I just wanted to get all that out of the way originally before we actually start to talk. Jeff, it's nice to see your face, man. Oh, it's great to see you. It's awesome to hear you. Yeah. I just close my eyes. Here, read the... Uh... <laughs> Read the ingredients to these disinfecting wipes. <laughs> love I'm your not voice. going to. I love your voice. Just kidding. <laughs> he loves it. Actually, too. you know what? It's not bright enough in here and my eyes are so bad I can't. But Because the active ingredient is like eight syllables long. Hey, here's a hint for you. You buy this uh, disinfecting stuff now. If you leave it in your car during a Minnesota night, yeah. if it freezes, it's shit. Oh, oh, that's good to know. Because it's supposed to have alcohol in it. And, it's, and, yeah. like, and again, you don't want to necessarily be drinking it because it doesn't taste good. Not that I've tried. <laughs> you wouldn't what, necessarily what, want to do that. That's correct. what Sean told me. But like some of that stuff is 70% alcohol, and that should not ever freeze. Right. So if it's freezing, yeah. Time you, to get something that actually kills germs. Yeah. <laughs> right. how, uh, speaking of, Jeff, how's your pandemic going? Uh, well, outside of the furloughs, yeah. uh, so far, uh, knock on wood, we are, wood around here we are healthy at our house. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're trying to be socially distanced. We're wearing the masks, yeah. and so far, so good. But it's tough with, with kids who, who are trying but um, are humans and want to interact. Uh, so we've got our fingers crossed. I don't want to be the last soldier who gets killed before the ceasefire. Yeah. <laughs> Or not have heard that the war is over and still actively involved. And I don't mean to be, you know, I ask everybody that question. I'm not trying to be light or take anything too lightly. People have lost their lives. And there are some people who are deeply, deeply sick. And it's terrible. I saw a meme the other day that talked about the deadliest days in American history and four of the eight deadliest days, including things like Antietam and Pearl yeah. Harbor, four of the deadliest days in American history have happened in the last eight days. Yeah. And actually now five of them because we finally cracked the 3100 mark in a single day. So for people who haven't been hit by it or who continue to take it possibly lightly, it's never been more real, man. It, 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 and it, it's hard to imagine. I've had, I just went and had my fifth test clear, by the way. Thank you yes, very much. Yes. Appreciate that. Um, very quick aside, not to take away from the importance of what we were talking about. The first four were the brain poke. Anybody oh, here had the brain poke? No. No. Okay. The last one was the spit test. Yeah. Have neither of you had a COVID test yet? The spit test. Okay. It's remarkable for how tiny that vial is. Just how much effort it takes to come up with that much spit, right? Yeah. Am I overstating it? Well, when you're in the spotlight, you got to do it. <laughs> you should mix some water in with your coffee every once in a while. But then these poor people who are really on the very front lines, they are in the hot zone, and they're doing their best just to collect your tests. They have to stand there and watch this incredible array of humanity march in one after the other and watch them just sit... <laughs> And try to spit into these little vials. And then the one guy comes up with the most possibly cheerful attitude I've ever seen. Like, no foam. It needs to be all liquid. (laughs) If I had a nickel. (laughs) Wow. Jeff, you work a cool one away. And one of the reasons, I mean, we've gotten along. We work together just down the hall from one another for many years. Um, But. I actually do really love, for all the times I like to joke around about it, I love holiday music. And I know that you must, otherwise you're a pod person and you're dead inside because <laughs> there's, there's no way you could work at Cool 108 and not love holiday music. Yeah, every year. And this year, earlier than ever. Yeah. Um, now, what do you mean? Like before Halloween? 
Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> Wasn't there one year they pulled the trigger before Halloween? It was in the single digits in November, and okay. it, it was a complete surprise to all of us. Right. Uh, I was listening on, I think it was on Saturday morning, and I, we started to call around going, what happened? Right. It, it, you know, did somebody break in? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it, so for people who don't understand how radio works, this is, I mean, Cool 108 has been a station that has been around for a very long time and always does very well. But in the winter ratings, everyone else who does any other form of radio kind of throws the ratings book out for December right. because the holiday thing, to this day, remains this bizarre unicorn that absolutely subverts everything anyone's ever spent millions of dollars researching about radio ratings. And so then there are other entities in town, or so I've been told, that also play holiday music. So it's always that balancing act of, are we going too early, but we want to get there first because that's what you do in radio. Right. Especially this year. People have been saying, just give me something good. Right. And and this music reminds them of better days. And uh, so, yeah, we went earlier than normal. Usually it's a little little while before Thanksgiving. Right. Um, but uh, it was a couple of weeks before that. Yep. So I had to steal myself because I love the music. I love the whole vibe. But a couple of months of it is... <laughs> That that's why I'm I'm a big. We do Halloween, we do Thanksgiving, then we can go neck deep in Christmas as much as you want. But the reason it remains special is that it's only a month long and it doesn't drive everyone nuts. Before we get to one of your songs that you've chosen for today, because if there's anybody who's got some holiday music to bring to the table, it's <laughs> Jeff Olson. Um, I'm going to ask you the same question I asked Sean on a percentage basis, zero to one hundred. And again, I know that this season should not be about gratuitous greed or commercialism. I, I've seen Charlie Brown Christmas. Thank you very much. Okay. I know what the spirit of the season is about, but I also know that everyone in this room, there are certain people in our lives that if you don't buy them a Christmas present, you're not really allowed home that night. Yeah. But by the way, Jeff, you are, you've got carte blanche. You can use the futon in this studio anytime you need an extra place to stay. <laughs> Looks like uh, I won't be the first. No. Yeah, this is the doghouse. Oh, right yeah, here. No, we'll, we'll get that. We'll get that cleaned before we invite you over. Um, what percentage basis would you say you are done two weeks out from this high holiday. Have you even started? Better than Sean, but not by much. Yeah. Uh, just the stuff that we had to send because uh, I don't know if you know this about supply chain right now. Uh-huh. It's broken. Broken. And I have a niece and a nephew and, you know, you got to deliver there. Yeah. So uh, we checked those boxes and I went to the post office yesterday. That was fun. <laughs> Gross. It must have been impossible. It was uh, slow. And then someone was going postal in the post office, oh, wow. in the back, COVID-related, someone mm. wasn't wearing a mask. So in a way, it was fun because it was sort of, it, it was a comedy <laughs> out front and a drama in the back. It was so nice. meta. Someone at the post office, post office going post postal. Awful. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, again, more meta and, and more Freudian slips. Jeff, we're going to uh, listen to music that you picked kind of through the ages. Yeah. So I just want to very briefly go back. Where are you from? Uh, I grew up in Royalton, Minnesota. Okay. North of where you grew up. Yep. And uh, went to St. Cloud State University, and you, you said I bounced around, did television for a while, landed in radio, and have been playing Christmas music at Cool for a decade now. So we're going to hear a song off of what you said is the first record you ever remember listening to, and you said something I love. A woman came into the record store I work at yesterday, and she was so excited because her parents are liquidating all their stuff, and she inherited one of those crazy, giant, old-school, early 50s record player FM AM radio consoles. Yep. I yep. mean, and she's like, it doesn't sound great, but it's so damn cool to lift up the giant wooden lid and to put... Yeah. And you said your parents had one of those. Yeah, we... We played music on that, and if there was a tornado, we crawled in it because it was huge. Wow. <laughs> How many this won't of their... get lifted away. <laughs> well, I was going to say, I mean, that's what you're supposed to do is be under or, I guess, inside of heavy furniture. I just don't know how many of you there were and uh, where was the record player. But you said this is one of your earliest. So growing up, I assume, knowing who you are and what your heart is like, I mean, like most of us, a lot of childhood memories about Christmas that are pretty freaking magic. Oh, awesome. And it, it seemed like forever between Halloween and Christmas it back did. then. We'd, we'd get the tree, and the tree would go next to the stereo. And yes, this album, my parents had a handful of albums. This is the first one that I can remember. I, I remember at first I couldn't touch it, and, and mm. it would just be played, and I would sit next to that speaker on the green shag carpeting next oh, yeah. to that yeah, yeah, giant yeah. stereo, and this voice would come out. And... um it's uh, a record from 1957 that's still in the top 10 today. Well, I mean, it, it's hard to argue with Elvis Presley. Yeah. Celebrate my baby, like me. Celebrate my baby, 
lot of presents to make my Christmas bright. I just need my baby's arms around around me tight, old Santa. Yeah, my please, Santa, bring my baby back to me. Santa, bring my baby back to me. The Christmas tree is ready. The candles all aglow. But with my baby far away, the good is a mistletoe, oh Santa. think of the like the old school Christmas when I was growing up when I was very little uh two things real quick one is my grandma my mom's mom Denise always had a flocked tree oh yeah familiar with the flock oh yeah tree? I haven't seen yeah. one of those Where's in a long like time sure. so a big sure. white one nothing but red bulbs and bows on it white flocked but then that was all asbestos right to add I think it was mostly asbestos yeah <laughs> asbestos mixed with fiberglass and rat poison <laughs> sure and, uh, the trifecta. Yeah, but, to grandma. But another another thing that they did back then, in addition to flocking trees, was the spinning color wheel. Did anybody ever have oh, that or see that? I know oh, what yeah. you're talking about. So she had a little one of these color wheels on the floor that just had like you know red, yellow, and blue, or green, or whatever. But it would just slowly spin, and because the tree was flocked white, it would change colors. And I would sit there. Some of my earliest memories, <laughs> little 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 kid, watching, and it was it was a magical. I'm like, there's suddenly a giant glowing magic tree in this room <laughs> and i loved it and then it all led up to christmas eve where uh earmuffs for those of you with littles around you or in the car earmuffs nice do 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 <laughs> uh my all of a sudden it'd be christmas eve and because we couldn't all get together again on christmas day all of a sudden the me my sister and the couple of the little kids that were in the distant family oh my god you guys I think we just heard Santa on the roof. You've got to run. And so we would oh, yeah. all go into the room and one of the adults would come in with us and we'd all huddle under a blanket because if we didn't pretend we were asleep, Santa for sure wasn't dropping off any damn presents. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. So we would. And it was so exciting. It was so exciting. And then all of a sudden we'd hear a big and, ho, 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 oh, and the bells. Man. And we're like, and. We'd come back out, and boom, there were the presents that weren't there before, and Santa had come, and we would spend Christmas Eve opening up presents before we went to church with my sort of locally extended family. It was freaking magic, man. It was unbelievable. I love that story. Yeah, it, it, and I had actually kind of forgot about it until just now when I started thinking about the flock tree, and I'm like, yeah, so anyway, kids, uh, now you can undo the earmuffs, uh, kids, you'd actually better, you know, watch out. And you better not cry, because he, he does know who's been naughty, and he does know who's been nice. Luckily, one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet right here, Brian Oak from The Brian Oak Show. Also, <laughs> Sean Bernard. Sean, you, in addition to uh, working with me on this show, are a realtor for Edina Realty. I am. So if you look, uh, if you know of anybody who's looking to buy or sell, uh, have them call me, 612-859-2594. Uh, it's slowing down a little bit, but people are still buying and selling. And part of it, I think, is probably the weather. Uh, probably the fact that they're trapped in their homes. Uh, some people are remodeling. Some people are remodeling to move. But 612-859-2594, that number, is also textworthy. It's a Christmas miracle. Have you noticed that people are tidying up things that you otherwise would have to remind them to do before they put the old for sale sign out? 
because we for months have had nothing to do. So I've I've you know sealed up the holes in the windows. Yes. I painted the the cabinet. Uh, the bottom cabinets in the back that's fresh white now and new contact paper and all of it well we don't we don't have excuses anymore for not doing it because so many of us are working from home but you don't have that oh i gotta i gotta work late uh tuesday so i can't seal that window downstairs So 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 busy now it's like they can see you Wearing your lounge pants, <laughs> you know, and doing your radio gig from home or wherever you are. Yeah. And they're like, hey, uh, that that window still needs to be sealed down there. So it helps quite a bit. But yeah, that's that's kind of what's happening in the market. I think people are either sprucing up their places to stay there and make it their forever home, or they're thinking to themselves, you know what? We need to move on yeah. and find a new place. Someone else can have this dirt hole. I'm going to go get a real house. <laughs> exactly <laughs> right. Is that what you're saying? I'll never, never seal that window. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be honest. I'm not much of a glazer. I, the glazing yeah. points, that's not really my strong suit. I leave that to people like Jeff Olson, who's our guest right now. <laughs> so, Jeff, you are born in Royalton. You grow up. At what point, was it college? Was it somewhere afterwards? At what point do you think, you know what? Not only am I pleasantly handsome but i'm also <laughs> i'm also i'm also pretty good at talking to people at what point do you decide or dabble with or find your first interest in the broadcast medium i can remember it uh you, you may have been watching too it was the day that that tornado hit fridley and of course i can't remember the the year now but i was watching channel 11 paul majors and kirsten lindquist and paul douglas broadcasting live a tornado is happening and that helicopter is circling around it. They're doing play-by-play. Is this I, the one that went through Springbrook Nature Center? And like, because I think yep. that it eventually went back up into the clouds and might have gone over my home in Coon Rapids, which is very adjacent to Fridley. Sounds like the story. Oh, yeah. Okay, so like eighty-three, eighty-four, somewhere around yeah, there. Yeah. And uh, ever since then, I thought, okay, I want to do television news. So why not just become a strict storm chaser then? Uh, I was for a while. Were by you default. really? Yeah. Whenever there was, uh, remember the big uh, tornado in Minneapolis years ago? I was out in our yard by Lake Nokomis, and I could tell something was happening. I just went to the station without being called. I just knew yep. there was going to be something happening, and I ended up in, in North Minneapolis. Uh, i just always been drawn to that story. Okay, so you like the extreme. The, I mean, that part's exciting. That part is dynamic. That part, I can see where the appeal is like, I want to do that. There's a difference, though, in wanting to do that and being good at it or being able to do it and also then being able to tolerate the minutia. Because a lot of times it seems, look at that person. That's exciting. They're on television or they're talking on the radio. And there's a lot of stuff in there that's just like being a chartered accountant. So when's the first time you've got your first professional gig doing something on the radio or on television? It was um, in Little Falls, Minnesota, WYRQ. And um, I was just part time. They needed somebody to do some weekend shifts. And I was in college at that time. And a friend of a friend uh, got me the interview. And, you know, I I was breathing. Check, you're hired. (laughs) Nice. And they said, we're willing to pay you upwards of $275 an hour. (laughs) It was crazy Uh uh, because I went from doing nothing to doing everything on Saturday nights and Sunday mornings. And what I'll never forget about that, it was such a great training ground. Everyone was so gracious. But the thing that I owe an apology to the entire county, to everyone who lives in Morrison County, is the way I would butcher people's names when I was doing funeral announcements. <laughs> oh, oh there's some weird names up there. My family's oh. from Long Prairie, and it's, you know, my grandma grew up with a guy named Alphonse Skinetsko. <laughs> Not kidding. And Harvey and Harry Duda and people like that. Is that Skinet School with two Ks? <laughs> I don't know. But my grandma would tell me these stories, and I, I, I didn't even care what the stories were about. The names are so freaky up there. Yeah. But how the hell do you pronounce them? Well, and everybody then, has a Z in their name. Yeah. <laughs> it's required. But it's usually got a C and a W right in front of it. <laughs> exactly. Right. And so uh, for people who don't, who didn't grow up with it or maybe feel like it's a bunch of old men sitting around talking, which kind of technically it is, <laughs> I mean, even older school radio than we used to do, but we've all been around long enough that that kind of old school, small market radio, that's what it was. There were routine funeral announcements. There were coupon deals. There was all kinds of crazy stuff like that. (laughs) It actually kind of makes me pine for the good old days. There were live broadcasts. You know, the high school sports team would go to state. That was a live broadcast. And we would we would plan and it was going to be perfect and i would <laughs> i would back time it you know oh yeah <laughs> play in the theme song or the uh, the fight song and the fight song is ending now let's go live to peter j at met center 
Nothing. <laughs> or, or, or even worse, you hear Peter saying, well, they're supposed to come to us in like a minute. <laughs> <laughs> the music's over, and now Jeff has to come up with something to say for 60 seconds. You're on, Peter. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> those small town radio jobs, oh. I, I think it's a bigger deal in some ways than it is being in a big market as far as how the townspeople treat you. Uh, when I did small market radio, like you'd go into a restaurant and people would be like, oh, that's Sean Bernard right there. He yep. does the afternoons. You know, and you're like, that didn't happen a whole lot. I mean, I was on the air here briefly in the Twin Cities, mm-hmm. but it's crazy in the small markets, isn't it? Yeah. And and like I said, too, you get to do everything. Yeah. I didn't call play-by-play, but short of that, I think I did everything else yep. at that station. Did you start radio early enough to do... Uh, so, you know, obviously everything right around the mid nineties or so things all start to go digital. The internet comes along, but it's, it's hard for people to imagine. I'm not trying to do like a, well, gather around children. I've got a story to tell. Although there is something to it in the very beginning, the nascency of my first interactions with radio, I cut tape a lot. Where we would, <laughs> you would just roll a reel to reel, every phone call, yep. all the AP stuff coming down, all that. Then you'd go back and with an actual razor blade and tape, mm-hmm. put together your newscast or oh. your sound bites or your phone calls to interact with the listeners. Were you there early enough to be cutting tape? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I did that at Bob 100. You mentioned that earlier. Oh, yeah. We would record our phone calls on reel to reel and chop out the oh. stuff you didn't want and tape it up and... The work we did in between songs back in the day. It's crazy, because now they sit around and they're like clicking around on an Etsy or Instagram. <laughs> like, it's like, oh, oh, these, these songs, the computer, the computer has strung these four songs together. I literally have nothing to do for 20 fucking minutes. And <laughs> Speaking of the internet, I have a great story you were talking about remembering back in the day. I remember I was out, uh, I was an intern doing television reporting. And uh, someone pulled me aside at a story because we were at a school and uh, he said, I called your station not knowing you were here today. And, you know, I want to make sure we meet because I want to tell you about a story you should be doing about something called the Internet. And he told me the story about how computers at different schools were going to be hooked up and people were going to get instantaneous information. And I remember going back to the newsroom and the assignment editor saying, hey, did you run into a guy who had a story idea? He said, yeah, some lame thing where we're going to hook up every computer in the world. It's, I don't know. Sure we are. <laughs> Shit. If only you had known. Just if you'd even put in a couple bucks back then, yeah. right? B- bought a couple shares of Apple at that point. It would all be a very different story now. Before we get too far into the advanced, dangerous, and technological future here on The Brian Oak Show, I want to hear another song. Now, you picked three songs from your teen years as a possibility to play. You and Sean both voted for this one. I literally would have taken either of the other two because really? I've, se- I've seen this guy live, and um, and he is amazing. But I mean, we're passing on the waitresses and Bob and Doug McKenzie because I'm a nerd, because I go to the Renaissance Festival, because I played D and D as a teenager. However, the first time I ever slow danced with a girl at the junior high dance was to this man's music. Why, why did you choose this music? Because of the connection to MTV for me. Oh, right on. He did a, a, a session with all of the people that were working at MTV, including the VJs, mm. and they performed this song, and Martha Quinn says, of all the things that happened at MTV, I mean, imagine being part of that. Oh, my god! I mean, we're talking back in the early days, like yeah. Mark Goodman and all the originals. Yeah, yeah. Nina, all of them. They, yeah. They, they got together and they sang this song, and Martha Quinn remembers it as her number one moment on MTV. Well, and I got no disrespect for this guy because I, I, I didn't want to come off that way because it, man, you talk about 1981 to 1984. This guy was as big a part of my soundtrack as anybody else that was alive. A little Billy Squire getting in the holiday spirit here on the Brian Oak Show.
That's pretty solid right there. That's pretty festive stuff right there. Yeah, and I, I can't remember seeing it on MTV, but, um, you know, they probably played it 10,000 times that first holiday season. Um, you had MTV growing up? I did not. Uh, so my dad, although a wonderful man and as responsible for me being who I am as any other living person with the possible exception of my mother... Uh, notoriously cheap and <laughs> although he did finally buckle down and get me an atari 2600 at one point whoa he did not ever get cable for the house so i wasn't until 86 when i went to college for the first time that i saw mtv okay so i uh my dad uh didn't care <laughs> not, not as much cheap as he just wasn't tuned into mtv right um Finally, our town got cable, mm-hmm. which all the kids in town knew that meant mtv are we still in royalton, at royalton. This point? okay got yeah it. literally we are one plot outside of city limits and i thought okay they're gonna bring the cable all the way down this road across the street no way the cable ended at the city limits which was right across from our driveway i have never rallied for something i mean everyone i knew had heard the story about wanting to get mtv and um to no avail. <laughs> be careful. Be careful what you wish for. For this reason, my father was a notorious cheap ass, like Brian's father. Except for <laughs> my dad got cable, and we had thirty-two channels, but my dad did not pay for the remote control. <laughs> so remember the four channels when you had to be the remote control as a kid. Yeah. Click, Imagine click, click. sitting there up by the TV. Oh man! Was there no, even, Dad. No. Were there no. even four? I mean, was was there even thirty two? Like, oh, you have to go up to the UHF one. There was a. It was literally like a. I don't know, twelve inch box, and you literally just hit. You had to pull over the button. The buttons. So he, oh wow! He hit. He bought the box, but wouldn't pay extra for, for the, the remote, remote control. <laughs> no. Look, we're not Rockefellers. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we, this, we are not the Vanderbilts. Thank you very much. Get your ass over there and start changing the channel because Dad's looking for. Something on. Oh man, there was <laughs> brutal. Yeah, that is pretty brutal. So no, I didn't. I didn't ever see MTV until I moved away to uh, to college, and um, and then I watched a lot of it. Oh, and yeah. In 1986, if anybody wants a reminder of what was popular that year, <laughs> uh, it was Bon Jovi "Slippery When Wet" and uh. Peter Gabriel's "So," and those literally were half the videos they showed on MTV that year. Yeah, but Peter Gabriel's those were solid. Well, those were amazing. They were, they were unprecedented. They were they were you know like visionary. All that stop action animation and stuff that was. On on there and mm-hmm. it was very good and also jovi i mean you know your love is like bad medicine <laughs> bad medicine is what i need not a fan <clears throat> whoa, whoa, whoa okay we're safe. No, 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 no no we'll talk about it another time you know what you are you're like that uncle that decided to ruin christmas by, by bringing oh. by deciding you hated the one thing that everyone else loves which is slippery when wet by bon jovi i had a chance to meet john bon jovi years ago yeah and i didn't because you hate slippery when wet? I had my sister meet him instead, and, and then I became a hero to my sister because I didn't care. I just was not a fan of the music, but my sister got to meet him. Oh, my Lord. It was like the greatest moment of her life. Hey, Dude. speaking of that, yeah. uh, have you guys ever met anybody along the way who you thought was going to be awesome and was just a gigantic a-hole? Yes. Oh, I sure have. Let's, let's tell that story. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what. He's got I, a few. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you my number one of all time, though, after we mentioned the good people at Busters on 28th. They're an eatery in southeast Minneapolis, a couple blocks off of Lake Hiawatha, right there on 28th and 42nd, right next to the Baker's Wife, across from Bill's garden st mains they've got st mains the sporting goods store over there they've been so oh, great to local, yep, local sports exactly uh, teams and that sort of thing right next to cuttlefish bike and coffee or whatever that place is right I there don't, angry I don't catfish a, a, angry catfish it's a marital place anyway no cuttlefish <laughs> it's, it's angry catfish i was messing around okay. just because all the guys with moon bikes always go to that place <laughs> you know those bikes with the giant those moon tires on yep they're just way too just fit. Settle down. <laughs> Spring will be here soon. Come on, man. You don't have. You're not in a James Bond movie. Just <laughs> stop it. Anyway, <laughs> Buster's on 28th is doing everything in their power to survive the pandemic, and I would like them to do that because there are so many great neighborhood places like Cuttlefish, like St. Mains, like, I don't know, where all the places. Slippy McNasty's. I want them to be, <laughs> look, whether it's a Boomerang Academy or uh, you know a go-kart jumping facility, whatever the case may be. A, a I, goat I, sharpener. I, goat sharpeners. <laughs> support your local goat sharpener. I want the neighborhoods to still feel like neighborhoods when we find finally living some semblance.
semblance of normalcy on the far side of this. So please support Busters on 28th. It's Busters on 28th. That's the number 28. Bustersonn28.com. If you're going to get some takeout food, take a look at their menu. Consider it because they do really, really good work and they also happen to be super nice people. Yeah, buy gift cards. This time of the year, what a great thing to do to buy somebody a meal that they can get to go. Too many people are cooking too many meals at home right now. Save them. Buy them gift cards for the rest of the pandemic from Busters on 28th. Like that idea very much. And um, I promise you, I'm not doing too much cooking. I'm I'm letting Busters on 28th do all the cooking <laughs> these days. I absolutely am. So, uh, Jeff, you had a question. I'm gonna, I was going to ask you about something nice like Salvation Army, but you asked me about the person that I was most excited to meet who ended up being the biggest asshole in more than 25 years of interviewing. I mean, Because that was my job at Cities 97, yeah. right? When I was the afternoon guy, yeah. <clears throat> did all the Studio C performances. So I had a front row seat for a bunch of them. And there are plenty of honorable mentions. The Fray out of Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck those guys. Absolute gigantic fucking distended assholes. I hated them. But they weren't the worst. The very worst of all time. And this one breaks my heart a little bit because I've heard other people say that he's really cool. I liked, I've liked his music for literally decades. I've never been more intentionally, cruelly mistreated live on the air wow. by anyone than Elvis Costello. Really? Fuck Elvis Costello. Oh, I hate this. I, I, I do too, because you know what? People adore him. He is legendary. Even though he played the fucking bartender in Spice World, you little bitch. Um, <laughs> nice. How do you really feel? I mean, don't sugarcoat it. Look, man, here's the bit, right? Like, I wasn't, I know that a lot of my colleagues, and you can attest to this, artists, when they came into cities, my first job was to make them realize they weren't just in another room full of dickheads right? right because there are so many places that these artists go where the person they're talking to or the people they have to deal with they just they don't care yep or they want to be their buds and can we take a picture and it, it has nothing to do with them as an artist so the thing that cities always did was went out of our way to make the artist feel at home to keep the idiots out of the room and then once you start doing and so i always prided myself on doing a lot of research didn't want to be Mr. Know-it-all, didn't want to be your friend, didn't have any fantasies that I was going on tour with you for the rest of the tour. I just wanted to create a comfortable environment. And my job then, as you know, you, you have to know your lane. My job was to throw up softballs, let them hit them out of the park, and let them be the star. People weren't coming to Studio C to see Brian Oak. They were coming to Studio C to see Sheryl Crow, to see the Indigo Girls, right. to see Elvis Costello. And so I slow played it, and I was nervous, and asked a couple of real basic intro questions. And he just sat there with his legs crossed and just looked at me while we were live on the air. Oh. Didn't say a word. Nothing? Nothing. And I'm like, and so I would repeat the question. I'm like, maybe he didn't hear. Just stared me. But like right in the eyes, like the kind of look like I'm doing that. And now he's notorious for not liking press and not liking promo and not like, doesn't give you an excuse to be an asshole. We have, look, I'm throwing you up a couple softballs. You bothered to show up here today. There's a whole room full of people, and we're live on the air, not pre-recording it. Throw something back. It doesn't make me look bad. It makes you look like a right, dickhead. Right. And so, yeah, no, the easily the biggest dick ever. What about you? You've had a chance to meet well, some assholes. I was, <laughs> I was, I was going to flip it and say who's the best then, because you mentioned Cheryl Crow and mm. the Indigo Girls, two of my favorites. Uh, who, who enjoy your uh, pastry and it's simmer on a raspberry oat bar, Jeff. <laughs> I'll tell you it's what, a podcast. I'll, I'll come back. Jeff. I'll come back. I'll, I'll come back with the answer to that after I get to ask you the next question. Since you're the guest, I know you're trying to turn the tables on me. In addition to your many years of being in radio and on television, you also worked for Salvation Army, and for years I would come out and I would ring the bell. Yeah, I would ring the bell, and I enjoyed doing that. Did you enjoy your time there? Yeah, I mean, I uh, I did that for a few years. I, I got out of news. You're talking about news, and, and uh, it looks one thing on television, mm -hmm. and then there's a reality. And for me, with four kids, the reality was I couldn't use that schedule and then uh, click into being a good dad at the same time. So right. I, I took the PR parachute, and I did some marketing for the Salvation Army. And yeah, uh, this time of year, um, we would go out to those red kettles. And what I always remember is it seems to me the people that had the least gave the most. So true. And um, they would, you know, they would dig out the only paper that they had and give that instead of the change. And then other people would walk by and say, I don't carry money. <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, and uh, that's one thing that still sticks with me. And um, also people who come for services 
often it it is the last resort. They don't want to be there, but um, they're glad they they have that um, because it really is nothing else is on the table, and they're there to get that box of food. Um, the shelter is 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 even more um, eye opening. People who walk through there and say it's it's either under a bridge or or here tonight. So God bless you for having this place. Well, I would say that whether it's the Salvation Army or any charitable organization, it has always been important. And, you know, I'm glad that people think about it this time of year, but the need exists year round. Mm -hmm. But if you find yourself suddenly pulled into the holiday spirit this time of year, any organization that provides for those who have less. And let's be honest, although a lot of people are doing okay, there are probably more people this year with less than there ever have been before. So the need will be greater than it's ever been before. So this would be a good season to step outside of our own skin and maybe do something for someone else. Yeah, and you can do the bell ring. It's uh, one of those things where you can mask up and be socially distant and still, you know, help out. And many of the bells now have a QR code on them, so you can click on it and donate online right there. And for somebody who, believe it or not, I stayed at that Salvation Army as a kid twice, uh, the one that's downtown. Uh, I was there about five years ago to help somebody out that was going through a tough time and I called my mom up. I said, this place looks so familiar. She's like, yeah, we were there when you were like six years old. We wow. were there twice uh, during a very challenging time of life. And so for me, you're right. It's a transitional place. It's no place that anybody wants to be for a very long period of time. But what an incredible thing that you were a part of uh, over there and that you've done to support and help them along the way. Yeah, and, and we, we're still and we're trying to help this year because um, great. people think maybe they're not there. Um, yes, they're there. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you shop, you'll hear them. The other the other thing the army faces is people shop online now and how do they take that iconic red kettle mm-hmm. and make it live in a digital world i i don't know how they're trying to figure that out now qr codes is a step it in is right kind of neat that they have it on the for the people that are afraid to to pass money that they do at least have them on uh on the kettles right there are signed just above them yeah and, and that continues to be my favorite part of being on the radio and um it's it's not just the salvation army it's any organization mm-hmm. that i feel like doesn't get enough publicity i can say uh, Salvation Army, Hope for Youth, another great organization mm. in the North Metro. They have a drop-in center for homeless youth. Mm. People don't think there are 6,000 Minnesota kids every night thinking, where will Ugh. I be tonight? Couch hopping, um, in a garage, in a vehicle. And, and this, this drop-in center is one of those, um, you know, welcome. Here are some supplies. Here's some support. And um, as long as I have a microphone, I want to talk about stuff like that. So. Yeah, well, exactly. And so, and you do have a microphone five days a week. You're on Cool 108 every morning from six to nine. And was it every weekend or every other weekend on Cities 97? It used to be every other. Now every weekend. Every weekend. Yeah, because times are tight. <laughs> let's let's make it happen, Olson. Let's go. So fi- finally, about Cities 97. Before we hear your final holiday song and bid you a fond farewell and a happy holidays, Merry Christmas. Sorry, whatever. Didn't mean to offend anyone. Um, before we let you go. On Cities, I remember right before I left there, God, coming up on four years ago now, right before I left, um, there was a a change going on over at Cities. And a lot of the artists I was not deeply familiar with mention an artist to me who's come along in the last one or two years that I've never heard of before and I would I don't know a single song by it. Have you heard of Lizzo? <laughs> Damn it! Um, I do know Lizzo, but I mean like, you know, like, I remember the only reason I know who Sean Mendez is is because right. we started playing Sean right before I left and, right. like, Charlie Puth? Yeah, whatever happened to him? He's been he's been uh, off the radar. Oh, wait. It's already over for Charlie Puth. I feel like it was just getting well, he, started. He was doing a subway commercial earlier this year. Shit. Let me give you. Zoe Weiss has a great new song. I out. got nothing. Um, Lanny, which is a group that named itself L A N Y for Los Angeles, New York. We've, oh. got, we've got their new one. Okay. Uh, a kid, uh, one person going under the name Banners has a great new song out. Bastille's new one. Well, you've heard of Bastille. I, I do love Bastille, though, by the way, because they, they've been, we. so when I was my last couple of years there, we were playing a lot of Bastille, and that's one of those bands that's had international pop success that I still really love. Like, I don't, I, to me, there's no shame in that game. I love the band Bastille. Mm-hmm. And so you're going to have to write these down because I was kind of just throwing one out there as a joke and suddenly Mr. Encyclopedia walks in and is like, here you go, old man. Here's some songs <laughs> well, for you. Here's some music for you. Is this the part where I invite myself back? <laughs> oh, you're time. coming back. You're coming and back no matter what. We were going to say that you next. You live like six blocks from yeah. here. I want to be your Regis, you know, when somebody cancels on you. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Wow. There's a million more stories. <laughs> well, and uh, this year has been awesome. 
Um, and I'll be honest with you, Brian, you are the uh, guy who uh, there's a little bit of I'm afraid to talk music with you because you're so smart. That's so weird. So weird. But, and, and so that, that, what, that what I didn't want to do was make it feel like a test. I was actually looking for the insight and you like, bam, 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 bam. And I realized this guy's a heavyweight. This well, guy knows how to play. What I want to know is some of the songs that came up this year. I maybe because of the pandemic, I've been thinking there's a lot of great music this mm-hmm. year, and maybe on any other year I wouldn't have heard it because I was too busy, but there have been some awesome songs this year. We should talk about that sometime. I would love to. <laughs> you know what? In fact, here, let's do this. What if we, you know, you asked when you came in earlier and said, are you doing any sort of year-end best of? And oh. most years, I sort of get caught up in that stuff, especially when I was in radio for so long. You've got to come up with your year-end top 10 best of this or that. We're not going to have time for 20 songs, but maybe... You join me if you're in town the week between Christmas and New Year's, yes. and we take a look back at the year that was musically 2020. Yes. Is it a date? I would love it. It's just a few weeks from now, you know. Uh, let me check my calendar. Oh, <laughs> look at that. Wait, there's a tumbleweed rolling through. Oh, yep, look I'm at clear. that. I happen to have a calendar right here. That'll be fun. We can play some of them. Um, How do you feel about New Year's Eve, the 31st of December? <laughs> what a closer. Like at 11 p.m.? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not quite that late. We Five, want to publish it earlier four. in the day so Perfect. the people can listen to Perfect. it. Perfect, yeah. Pencil me in. You're on, I've been penned, baby. Awesome. You are committed to the bit. I can't wait to hear your top five or ten or whatever and see if you agree if we if we intersect anywhere. Interesting. Well, shit, now i got homework to do. <laughs> Sean, um, you have 0% of your holiday shopping done? I'll get it done. I think this weekend. This weekend looks pretty good. <laughs> where, where are you going to go and do it? At the garden center? Or what, what you I don't know. Nothing's my, open. My wife already told me what she wants. We've already gotten the stuff for my son and my daughter, so I don't have a whole lot of Well, no, then you have done some of your shopping. Yeah, but we've. It's, it feels different online than in person. I need to go physically do shopping. I like that part of it. I like actually going to pick things out. It's very different what? than I do. No, I mean I don't. Here, here's the thing. Here's the thing, though. But I can do it because I'm in real, you know, in real estate, and I do these silly podcasts. Um, Whoa! I, I like to be able to go like like Tuesday. Oh, I see. From eleven to one, yeah. and yeah. get it all knocked out. What I won't do is the crazy sales and this and that, no, and fighting with people and elbowing. You know, I'm not a Black Friday guy at all. Okay. I, I live less than five minutes from the Mall of America, and so in years past, what I've done is I wait until two days beforehand, and then I go spend, like you said, from like 10.30 in the Power morning till about an hour. <laughs> but you know what? I mean, like walking around fucking scented candle stores? No. Jesus no thanks. I killed myself. <laughs> but I love to shop local and to find those yeah. small businesses that have some cool things that yep. I think my kids would maybe... Hang on to her. That's something special that my wife would like. You know, that's what I like to patronize. Who gave you that Gear Daddy's T-shirt? And will you sell I, it? it I is bought it. Badass. I bought it. I, yeah, I was a huge fan of the Gear Daddies. Awesome. And, uh, Th- this is a way, by the way, to yeah. So one of the things I have, two of the things I've purchased so far online, we have so many local musicians on this show. Yes. One of the great ways to support them is to go to their website and buy a kick-ass t-shirt yep. for yourself or for someone you love. Because, you know, you can't, I, that's the kind of stuff I used to buy when I would go to a show. You yeah. pop over to the merch table and get a seven inch or get a cool t-shirt. And this is a way to put honest to God, concrete money. And again, they're not getting independently wealthy. You're not paying for their third Whirlpool hot tub <laughs> that you know this is just a way for them to stay alive and to keep being musicians and to help keep our culture vibrant here in the twin cities so that is a good thing to point out and another great way is to you know, get the gift cards for your local service yes. industries go to your musicians and go to their band camp pages and instead of streaming their shit buy their shit and and, and, and put your money where your fucking community is. and if you've been blessed or fortunate this year please donate to great places like salvation army and things like that Jeff, you're a guy that has just been a living embodiment of giving back to the community. Besides the fact that you you didn't shun us sales types, uh, <laughs> which was really nice, you've always been a guy that has given back and said yes right away when people at the station said, hey, can you help us out with this particular cause? So thank you for your service to the community beyond just being on the air and thank you. doing that great work. Yeah, thank you. It's, uh, it's a privilege to have the microphone. So yeah, glad to use it. Plus, you also have piercing blue eyes that I never, Stunning. never get tired Stunning. of looking at. <laughs> never. It's true. Just they check them out online. to they, tell us they where to I think I don't have to cover them with the mask. It's been a good year for me. <laughs> Jeff Olson, every weekday morning, you can hear him on Cool 108 from 6 to 9. And every weekend, now every Saturday, playing artists like Lammy. 
Lanny. Lanny. <laughs> Lanny. 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's good to see you. And by the way, you're on the freaking calendar. New awesome. Year's Eve. You and I are going to end this year together. I couldn't think of a better way to put a button on 2020. Wow. Uh, <laughs> son of a <laughs> in the meantime, I hope everyone has a happy holiday. I'm glad you came in to share some music for uh, with us here. And this particular one right here, there are going to be people who like to roll their eyes when you hear this artist's name. And I like it because I'm not a big reality TV guy, mm-hmm. but she has come on to be and has grown to be one of the only really genuine stars to come out of reality television, but also wildly talented, and she just seems like a normal, decent human being. She's likable in addition to being talented, and so do I listen to her music every day? Absolutely not. Am I glad that we're going to round out episode 113 of the Brian Oak Show with her music? I am. Tell me why you chose this song. I did because every year we get uh, a lot of people thinking they've got the next hit, and and, and some, (laughs) some established artists think, you know what? Uh, I, I put my spin on Christmas. Give it a listen. And we're like, <laughs> no, thanks. So many Christmas records. And I'm working at the record store. The number of Christmas records that have come out this year by artists, both new and well-established. And very few of them have cut through the clutter. The Dolly Parton one is good, but it's also not necessarily an instant landmark. So yeah. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. So when I first heard this song, I thought, ah, this one feels like maybe it could stick. And partly uh, for me anyway, because I'm sort of a snob. She wrote this, and I feel like uh, that automatically makes the song better. It's mm-hmm. why Taylor Swift remains one of my favorite artists. You'll notice right here, very unironically, is a Taylor Swift calendar on my wall, because there's not a song in her catalog that she doesn't have a writing credit on. Doesn't mean you can't get some help. Doesn't mean other people don't come in occasionally to polish things up or contribute here and there. She's her own artist, and, and Kelly Clarkson is often the very same. Yeah, and by the way, she dropped a second album today. Did you hear that? Who? Taylor Swift. What? What? What did, what did you do during the pandemic? She wrote two albums. <laughs> like just today she dropped yeah, it. Yeah, ever, was, ever was it more. Like, was it like a secret? Uh, actually, um, by the time this publishes, it'll be live. Uh, it's uh, 10, uh, no, or 11 our time or 10 our time. Anyway, later. Now who's intimidated by the other person's <laughs> musical knowledge? <laughs> Jeff Olson. <laughs> anyway. Wow. I, I, you know, and usually I take a look at the internet. Didn't bother this morning. I had yeah, no idea. That's out there. And one of her songs is on my list for the end of the year. But anyway, back to Kelly Clarkson. Yes. Uh, this song, uh, she wrote this song. It's it's not a rehash of something we've known, um, and it's got uh, it's new, but it it it's got an old feel too in some ways for me. And um, so it's called "Underneath the Tree," and uh, I love it. And I uh, I hope you do too. And man, you've made my week. It's just good to see your face, it's man. So awesome. It's to, really to be here good to doing see your this face. with you. Yeah, well, Thank and you, we're Jeff. doing it again in just a few weeks. <laughs> Sean, you take care. Merry Christmas, Jeff. And we'll leave you with Kelly Clarkson on The Brian Oak Show.
one day everything changed to all I need.